The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grade of Fantasy Football podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined, as always, on Thursday afternoon by Andrew Barron. We got a 10-game slate. A lot of bad players. A lot of bad games. Highest total game. I don't even know if it's the highest total game anymore. I I removed Josh Allen from the projections. He's not practiced yet this week. Really does feel like he should probably just not play. Really feels like he should just take it easy for for a week. Uh, This team wants to win the Super Bowl. You know, Case Keenum, Minnesota Miracle, get the revenge. Mm. It is is what it is. This is uh, certainly not the most appetizing slate, and the chalk is big time going to condense on a very few small select number of quarterback wide receiver stacks so you're probably you're probably licking your chops to to vomit stack daniel jones against the houston texans uh you know me buddy and i know you and i have some good news for you uh on this slate because i feel like a constant source of our uh disagreement is on one patrick mahomes and for the first time i can remember patrick mahomes is the top optimal quarterback probability this week because we have Buffalo's got a five and a half point drop because presum- yeah, he, so just, he just needed no Jalen Hurts to not be on the yeah. slate to his price to go way up fields price to go way up and uh and for Josh Allen to tear his UCL you know it's all good yeah so no Josh Allen uh the Ravens are on by Phillies on prime time Russ is dust Rogers is dust uh two is yeah two is crazy expensive fields is actually crazy expensive but yeah here we go Patrick Mahomes week. How you feeling, man? Congratulations. I love well, what's what's most interesting to me is that it it may be Patrick Mahomes week. It's kind of hard to stack him because Kelsey is so prohibitively expensive. Mm-hmm. And say what you will about uh about doo-doo shit poopster, Mr. Mr. Smith Schuster. No one I'm wants to roster him for much. 6K. And if no one wants to roster him for 6K, I guarantee you no one wants to play Hardman, who is questionable might not even play anyways he he picked up an abdominal injury no one's gonna play Valdez scantling who is is the wind sprint champion of the season uh 61 routes against the titans 68 passing attempts for patrick mahomes and zero receptions and uh and then there's the gigantic question mark of what is Kadarius tony played nine snaps in the game against the titans may or may not play more here i mean and and the running back his direct block so like if Mikol's limited, I would think that would be I, good. No, I think I think MVS. I think MVS is his direct block. I think MVS is who they want him because Hardman has been their he's been their best wide receiver this year. He's oh, done yeah. everything he's, they've asked him to do. So he's I, I finally think, been a reasonable facsimile of Reek, like playing mostly slot, running really fast, <laughs> making some huge plays. Yeah. Um. So I think Patrick Mahomes double stacks. I mean, sure, we might get we might get Mahomes owned at 
10, 12% or whatever, maybe even a little bit more than that once it all gets down there. But I, I, I think that I would be shocked if anyone other than Kelsey ends up in the double digits come Sunday morning. Okay. I like that. I mean, I can get talked into it a little bit. I still, I, I would rather, there are other guys I'd rather have fields is like neck and neck with Mahomes. loved fields last week. Like the, he's going to get out of control this week. Right. Cause I mean, the price bump maybe keeps it in check a little bit, but it's Detroit, you know, like everyone's talking about the breakout and that run, you know, like I say it all the time, that running, it's just, it's so nuts. And he is a full 10th of a second faster 40 than Allen Mahomes and Hurts. Like he's a four or five guy. He is the fastest quarterback in the league. So that is not a joke that he is running like that. Um, yeah, which, which we knew, but like he's thrown a little bit. He's running a lot. He's just a very, very, very strong play. So um, I think I like Fields a little bit more with the money it saves. It's a nicer bring back. Um, you've got and, Detroit. And I think the other thing about Fields that makes him interesting is what we saw last week was a lot of people played him naked. Now the winning teams last week played him with Cole Komet. But I, I still think a lot of people will opt to play him naked and then use Amon Ross St. Brown as the, the correlative piece there. Okay, yeah. I had so much of him with Mooney last week, and I'm an MME guy, so I had some commit, but it was less commit and, like, a lot of Mooney, which was just really left it on the table because I had Mixon was, like, Mixon and Adams were, like, my big overs at those positions, and I had Fields was my second highest uh, on, on QB. Just kind of, you know, just a... One of those weeks where I had top 100s all over the place, but just nothing higher than like 20th. So it's great. Cool. 15% ROI. Good work. But, um, you know, uh, I think Fields is just a is a very strong play. And, you know, Daniel Jones, like germane to that argument. He can run. He's facing the worst run defense in football, the Houston uh, Texans. And his own running back maybe the is one of the three real chalk running backs this week. So, uh, some decent leverage there as well. So I, I'm I'm fu- I'm actually fine with Daniel Jones, but yeah, QB's QB is oddly a nightmare this week. I'm I'm so Mahomes will be my top priority single entry guy, followed by yeah. Fields. I I think the two a double stacks are now getting so cost prohibitive that it's just hard you to build good it, yeah. teams around him, um, unless you know some three K guy that we don't know pops up. Even even with a three K guy and a twenty five hundred dollar tight end, it's it's still kind of thin. No, but, you can't. But, so check this out. Like two on DraftKings, it's six. I wanted to bring this up. It's 6,700, 9,100, 7,600 for this is for two Arik Waddle. FanDuel, 8,100, 9K, 8,200. Even Yahoo, 33, 37, 30. Like you can't do that. It's just, yeah. you know, unless every other game just flops. It's just, it's not possible. Right. So I'm I'm kind of interested in Case Keenum actually uh, under under the philosophy that this offense is still going to throw a lot. He's five thousand three hundred and three could get him into the optimals. And outside of Diggs, um, no, I mean, and Diggs won't even really be owned. Uh, but I mean, Gabe Davis is is you know eternally a guy who's four percent owned who can get thirty or get zero. Dawson Knox scores a touchdown last week. Isaiah McKenzie did put Khalil Shakir on ice last week. Um, he, mm-hmm. he ran a ton of routes, didn't get targeted, but was out there 70% of the snaps. And and um, Shakir only played 10 snaps. So that is, and and then you have the Justin Jefferson bring back, obviously, or or the TJ Hawkinson bring back, or... So that's and, the concern, man. I wanted to be into Case Keenum too, but like Diggs is very expensive. Jefferson's very expensive. expensive. Hawk, Hawkinson's very expensive. You know, like it's for, you know, relatively... 
Um, I don't know. That's pretty tough to do. Like Keenum's nice savings, but it's really hard to get that stack around. You know, you want to do it with Diggs and Jefferson, but then you're just, you're paying a premium stack for fucking Case Keenum. Right. Yeah. Which uh, you don't, you don't really want. Um, I mean, yeah. Like, and, and I think it's, the, the other thing you can do is I guess you could do Trevor Lawrence with one of your chiefs guys and, and Kirk and Evan Ingram or whoever, um, I think you could even stack them with ETN though. ETN has not been involved as a receiver at all. I, I don't know if I will do that. I mean, again, I think so much is in flux because of how tight the salary is that like two, two surprise injuries on Sunday morning really could shake up a, a lot of what we're, we're talking about here. Cause the salaries are super tight, but I don't, I don't hate the, the Trevor Lawrence thing at 5,400. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I can get behind Derek Carr, I think. Again, it's just like there's these are not quarterbacks we'd normally want to even really consider. Um, uh, but with no with not enough of the big, you know, with the three alphas are not on this slate. I mean, Josh Allen might be. Uh, but you've got a fifty six hundred dollar quarterback with Devontae Adam, Hunter Renfro's on IR, so it's just Adams and Darren Waller's on IR. It's Adams is expensive, Boston Monroe's very cheap. Matt Collins is very cheap. You'd think you can you can work that out. And you may not, this may not be a crazy high scoring week. We'll see. Famous last words. Anything can go nuke at any time, but it doesn't project as as high as a scoring week overall. So like Derek Carr stacks, kind of like last week, where you know, do seem a little bit in play to me. Yeah. Um what about the and, cow- and, what about and, your cowboys? Zeke's coming back, you know, they're just gonna run. I I mean the the prices are the prices are all pretty good. So I guess I guess mm-hmm. that is is the thing. And see no one's gonna play CD at seven thousand. No one's really gonna play Gallup. Dalton Schultz is also seeing a huge boost in targets since Dak came back. So that is mm-hmm. is maybe slightly interesting just because tight end is so disgusting. I mean, and it's it, it's like, but the the thing for me is like there's not a single Green Bay Packer. That looks interesting as a bring back. So that what really... about Lazard, dude? He had 160 air yards last week. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not a Lazard guy. I would prefer I would prefer Watson. But... I would prefer Watson if if he uh, is able to play with this with this concussion thing. I mean, he but apparently he didn't even really have a concussion last week. It was like the Amon Ross St. Brown thing where he got checked for a concussion and so it couldn't come back in, but didn't actually mm-hmm. have one. So. Yeah, I mean, I want to believe in Watson. It's just it's tough with like he's such a great athlete. Like that he has the the real star ceiling because of that athletic profile. But man, yes. when rookies when rookies are hurt like that, it's just it's it's tough. Hurt and his quarterback hates him, so it's not great. Yeah. And his quarter his quarterback also stinks. So right, yeah. Running. Remember when we were talking? What was it like? Even two weeks ago, there was some defense that was playing the Packers, and it was like. Yeah, but Rodgers never actually throws interceptions, right? So, like, even though, like, it's been ugly. And then he has, like, so many since then. He's been, yeah, he's I mean, been I really lost bad. I lost last week, but at least I didn't lose playing Aaron Rodgers double stacks, you know, so at least I can keep <laughs> some dignity intact. In so running back, pretty interesting. Uh, not, not sure why they didn't adjust Damian Pierce's price at all, but they didn't. Mm. So he's, like, pretty much a lock. Um, he, he's this week's 40% owned guy in tournaments. What's interesting is our numbers are not as favorable on Saquon Barkley as the field seems to be. I mean, we haven't projected as the highest scoring player of the slate, but or the highest scoring running back, the second highest scoring player behind a couple wide receivers. Um, well, and all the QBs too, and all the yes. qu- so, running back. Yeah, and and this Texans run defense. I mean, it is a joke. We know the Giants want to run. 
I the guy I'm really interested in is Jacobs because I I wonder if there's a, just a discount on him because he's been so bad. But they're in this game against the Colts, who are like the clown show of the week. They just put Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro on IR. So like they're just they're just going to be running the air out of the ball. I'm I'm really interested in him. Etn seems fine. Not really interested in Derrick Henry. J- Jalen Warren. If the reports on Jalen Warren actually being the starting running back for the Steelers are true. He's 4,900. He's pretty interesting to me, but I don't know if I have the the stones to make that play. Yeah, I mean, against the Saints, when Kenny Pickett's your quarterback, he's going to be seeing a lot of eight-man boxes. I don't know how how good I feel about that. That's like, a okay, he's 4,900. He looks good for 13 points, but like I don't know how you scored 27 with that offensive line against the, you know, I mean, the Saints defense hasn't been great, but the run defense is still fine. It's just the secondary's been, uh, has had a lot of trouble. Dalvin Cook, I have wanted, you know, like I've been talking about him a lot. I don't think so this week. Buffalo is a better defense and he got a price hike. So like he might be like 2% owned, but I just, I don't think I can get there this week um, with him. Yeah. I mean, Kamara is fine. Henry's fine. Those are your sort of big names. I, I think I probably will get into some Henry just because it looks like he might be, get a pretty big discount ownership wise if this keeps up because there's other guys, you know, Barkley's just going to be who people pay for in that price range and the other guys are a little more expensive they're up you know Camara and etn were both in the six k's like pretty recently so um they're up over seven again jacobs used to be in the 6k range uh we got no kenny we, walker this week but pierce we, yeah pierce rules we could be under projecting jeff wilson jr i mean he immediately came in mm-hmm. and played 50 percent of the snaps i could see him um going well well the way up uh Aaron Jones, I guess. Dude, this is so, so yeah, bad. Yeah, Jones, God, I think the, the, the workload. The workload on Jones seems fine. The what one other like thing I really was interested in your take on. What about if Buffalo has Case Keenum here? And there so there's a lot of rushes that Josh Allen does that uh Case Keenum will not be doing. And then like does Buffalo just run the ball more? Is Devin Singletary in play this week? Kind of think yeah. so. Yeah, I, I I mean, the the problem with that would be is they were using James Cook in like the flow of the regular game last okay. week, and they just traded for Naheem Hines. So there's certainly a possibility where they're playing all three guys where earlier in the year. So what they've been doing was in games that like really mattered was they were just playing Singletary a ton. But I wonder I wonder if they play all three guys this week. That's That would really be the only reservation I have. I mean... James Conner could be okay. He's still got a lot of third down work. He's 6,200. Yeah. Yeah. The Rams. But it's, are, the, are... it's the Rams. They're the best run defense. It's people. I don't think people realize that they still are. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Last week there were like seven slam dunk running back plays. And this week there are like four. It's and really even, tough. So I would yeah. say like, I think, I think you're right there. It's such a separation at the top. Pierce and Barkley are by far the best two plays. ETN and Jacobs aren't, aren't so far behind, but Pierce and Barkley are the best. I think I'm going to be fine with making a rule even across, you know, 2,700 lineups on 15 sites. Don't, you know, max one. Like, I don't want to – running backs together, like, the the 90th percentiles when you're playing against each other are really tough to reach. Listen, Barkley and Pierce both have enough receiving workload that they could garbage their way to it. It's not what you – it's it's a little scarier. But I think I'm okay just being like, yeah, they're the best two plays, but they're the most popular, only play one of them. You know, even I'm I'm potentially blocking myself from the nuts with that, but I think that's okay. Well, um, you know, we we all we all love to uh we all we all love to to potentially block ourselves from the nuts. All right, 
Yeah. I mean, I, I really, I, yeah, go ahead. Cause I got nothing. Okay. And this is, this is, again, this is um, reflective of what this slate is. I think Jamal Williams is fine. DeAndre Swift is barely playing. Chicago's a terrible yeah. run defense. He's the goal line back. And is Jamal Williams going to score 30? Probably not. But if he gets two touchdowns and I mean, yards, 20, I 20 might okay play. Like we just talked yeah. about how thin all these running back plays are like 20 might play. I mean, 14 from Jalen Warren might play at 4,900 if he, if he gets that. It might. And then, yeah. oh, I guess, and Nick Chubb, he's very expensive, but like, it's just that Miami's bad or no, Miami's good running defense. Right. I think that is the problem. I mean, but. yeah, but it doesn't matter to Chubb. It's literally, it's no. literally just, does he score the 65 yard touchdown or doesn't he? Right. Yeah. Uh, so wide, re- wide receiver, I mean, our top three values all come from that Cleveland-Miami game. Amari Cooper, number one, Tyreek, Jalen Waddell, uh, Mooney attached to the the ascending Justin Fields, and then CD, who truly no one is going to play at 7,000. Yep. Yeah, he's the man. I'm, I'm with you. So, yeah, Cooper, Waddell, and Reek are, yeah, top three optimal probabilities, too. And they're all, right now, positive leverage. I think, you know, Reek is the one that maybe – you know, he's, he's projecting 16% P.O.N. already, which I don't think it's going to get too much higher than that. He's 9,100. You know, you can you can play Justin Jefferson for less. You can play whatever. People won't do step takes for 1,000 less necessarily. But, you know, Cooper Cup is probably around that price range. It's He's pretty expensive. I don't think people are really going to want to go there. Um, so I do – that game, the the ceiling on it is pretty nuts. Um, Cooper, Waddle, Reek, you can you can only play two of those, and I don't think it's Reek and Waddle together, like I was saying, but um, Cooper is the highest leverage guy right now. So I think that game, hoping for a shootout, is, is pretty strong. Mooney, like yeah. you said, yeah, no one's playing CD. Juju is probably going to end up being pretty chalky. Um, it's reasonable chalk. I don't know. It's like – Whatever Adams, I think you can go back to Gallup is pretty, you know, also like just not going to get played. So it's, I think it's worth Yeah. I mean, shot. Cup, Cup is not going to get played. I, I think that's mm-hmm. interesting. Anyone who finds that money in a lineup is going to be playing Tyreek instead. Uh, you know, even, even Waddle uh, on the high end. I mean, the, the what's so this is pretty interesting. Obviously, our projections week over week have gotten less firm on him on Ross St. Brown. I mean, he was projecting three weeks ago as one of the best points per dollar guys, and he's just kind of building a, a Keenan Allen-esque receiving profile for the time being. I mean, I'm going to keep playing him, but I wonder at what point does his ownership start to reflect his his poor performances? Because right now it doesn't at all. Not yet. Nope. Still not yet. Yeah. People are stubborn on this. They really want to... They... They remember it. You know, I get it. Like I've been chasing it too. I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to play him this week just because I like that bears stack so much. I'm certainly going to bring it back with a fair amount of him, but yeah, people are still doing it despite the poor performance. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Deandre Hopkins has like, I, so this is more actually, I think in a, I could probably play some Rondell more. We didn't even talk about Kyler, but like the Rams are a really brutal defense still. I think Rondell's maybe the guy who could do okay here. DeAndre Hopkins is like textbook guy for Jalen Ramsey to shut down because Ramsey's Hopkins is not super athletic. He's not all that fast. He doesn't jump out of the gym. He's just very physical and he's got that crazy catch radius. But Jalen Ramsey is both, you know, he's very big for a cornerback and he's, you know, he's nuclear athlete too. So he's more athletic than Hopkins, but he's also as big as big as Hopkins. So he can compete with him physically. And I just kind of looked it up just to, take a just, just see they played four games against each other since Hopkins came to Arizona and it's like 
13 targets for five receptions, <laughs> 10, 10 targets for four receptions. You know, he's got, he's got a max of 67 yards. He's got one touchdown in four games. It's uh, it's not been pretty Ramsey can really take down nuke. So I think, so, so we should really be jamming the, chalk, the chalk, chalk Rondale at uh, 5,200. I, I need to adjust our projections a little bit. I think we're a little bit low on Rondale. He should be more in like the 12.5 range then than what we have him right now. Cause he's got a really good role now uh in, in the slot there couple couple cheap guys i mean donovan people's jones just because of the salary constraints of this week is going to end up being like actually chalk which which feels pretty bad yes, yeah. so khalif raymond 95 percent snap share last week had a 16 percent target share going into that game the last three games didn't get targeted at all i i, I kind of like him as a cheap play um we'll okay. see what happens with the houston wide receivers against the giants i think they're both sub 4k Dorset and more uh and does not sound like brandon cooks wants to play for this team anymore he he did a press conference today and was like they're they're messing with my career bro i don't want to rebuild anymore <laughs> so does not sound like brandon cooks wants to play for them uh Devontae adams i guess is interesting simply because he he well he should have been the slate breaker last week he wasn't because joe mixon ended up being the slate breaker but now waller's on ir renfer's on ir and uh, it just feels like the Raiders would love to to find a way to blow this game against the the headless Indianapolis Colts. I mean, oh, there's a chance they could do yeah. it. Yeah, and he'll be he'll be five percent again. Scored forty last week. He'll be five percent owned yeah. again. Uh, yeah. Again, you know, because everyone's playing Tyreek, everyone's playing Waddle. Uh, I mean, it just feels honestly, it feels like anyone outside of the Miami players and the Chiefs players this week. Uh, just feels like you can play whoever you want because out ownership's not going to get outrageous on any pass catcher. Now the running back ownership is going to get super condensed on uh, Henry Pierce, Barkley, and Kamara for sure. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Chase Claypool, he yeah, played a I'm bit. A little interested. You know, like... I'm also I'm also interested in his former teammates without Claypool in the lineup. Yeah. I think that's fine. Um, I did want to, I just took a couple notes on that. I just wanted to see the usage, but Claypool actually, he was playing slot in Pittsburgh quite famously this season, but he played 90% outside last week. He only played 35% of the snaps, but Mooney is mostly a slot. You know, he plays 60, 65% of his stuff in the slot. So it's Pettis that looks like the odd man out. He only played 35% of the snaps. So assuming Claypool goes up even more, I think it'll be, uh, St. Brown as and Claypool as the primary outside guys with, you know, all of them rotating into the slot a little bit, but um, Mooney as the, I would think their long-term plan is two wide receiver sets being Mooney and Claypool and three wide receiver sets, including Equinemius, St. Brown and Pettis being squeezed out a little bit. I did adjust those target shares a little bit without telling you earlier, but just so you know, um, Chris, Chris Alave is expensive. Uh, yeah, yeah. 6,800. I mean, legit 2% owned in contest probably. Yep. And just like beast, beast workload. Like his, his usage is, it's truly up there with, you know, Devante and Tyreek and all that. Like he's just getting all the air yards, did, all did, the Did you ever think you'd be passing completely on a $4,800 Allen Robinson? I mean, he's, he's so dead. It's unbelievable. Oh yeah. Well, we've been passing on forty eight hundred dollar Allen Robinson for like a month now. You know, like yeah. I mean, it's, maybe it was fifty one hundred, but yeah. No, he's he's toast. Kenny isn't Kenny Galladay supposedly going to play this weekend? Yeah, I have not. I I haven't added him back in in the projections yet. But yeah, I think I think I mean I think he would just replace Marcus Johnson snaps and maybe Darius Slayton plays a little bit less. Wandale's Wandale is maybe kind of interesting if he can score. 
I mean, I kind of like Daniel Jones as it is. It's good leverage off of Barkley. Hopefully he runs some, you know, you probably single stack him, but you can double stack him because it's so cheap. Like Galladay is $4,000. Slayton is $4,600. I'd rather play those guys than Wandale, I think. Wandale's a little bit Greg Dorchy to me, you know, where it's like, yeah, maybe he can get 11 targets and catch seven of them for 65 yards, but that's probably not helping Dan. Daniel Jones is probably not getting there without with uh, a Wandale game. I think he needs Slayton or Galladay to have a big game for him to really hit. So I think I'll be prioritizing those two guys, at least in Daniel Jones stacks. And I'm not so in love with any of them as one-offs, but I do. I do like that. Although, you know, like mini correlation with Damian Pierce and like Slayton or Wandale, I think is is fine or or Galladay, whatever. There's, all the Giants are cheap; they all suck. But like, whatever. One of one of them could do something. Hard yep. to tell. It's a it's a it's a slate like that. Uh, for the for the fourth week in a row, it is Foster Moreau week. Darren Waller, uh, banished to the shadow realm on the IR. I mean, good for him. Guy got paid and then said, you know what? I don't want to play for this crappy Raiders team. So so no, good good no on sad. him. Travis Kelsey at 7,800 is just very hard to fit in lineups. That's why his ownership is low, but his optimal percentage is pretty high. Pat Fryermuth, 4,200 with the 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 Claypool vacancy. I mean, he's pretty much going to be 90% route participation, 20% of targets. Evan Ingram, so I thought this was interesting. Two weeks ago, Evan Ingram had his most targets of the year, played every passing down. Then last week, he played 55% of the snaps against the Raiders, which I think was just because they were running the ball down the hill. He left the, no, he got hurt for a minute. He left the game with oh, a back injury. Oh, okay. All right, so, so that is good. That is good color to what ended up happening. So he's pretty interesting to me because Trevor Lawrence might throw 50 times in this game against the Chiefs. And then Harrison Bryant did nothing in his first game with David Njoku out, and apparently Njoku might try to play this week. But he's yeah. 2,700. I mean, he he's going to be out there a ton. The Browns should be trailing, should be scoreline effects there. And then I do, I do like Dalton Schultz at 3,800 and, and Tanner Hudson at 2,600 was a, just play Daniel Bellinger's role in the game that Daniel Bellinger missed. I, I think honestly, a lot of what I'm doing at tight end these days is just trying to find guys who are sub three K who I think can get to eight points because tight end has been that bad. Yeah, I won't one-off those guys, really. I've I've mostly been doing, like, uh, here's the three guys that I'm cool with as one-offs that, like, have real projections, you know, that I see 15-plus points from or whatever, and allow those on their own. But otherwise, just be like, okay, make sure you play a QB from the game that this, you know, shipper tight end that you're playing roulette with is in. And yeah, I, think- I mean, that's, that's what we've been saying for years, is just find a way to have your tight end spot correlate with whatever. Yeah your else your lineup is doing like related to a game because it's just so bad right another thing we well we haven't said in a couple of years but we used to say a lot was listen travis kelsey if he was just a wide receiver eligible at 7800 like that's a good price people would be paying him why don't you play two tight ends i think the problem with that for a while has just been there's too many other options and you know wide receivers but, have but, now, but on a crappy school- week like this yeah, and scoring is just so low in general. I mean, scoring is so yeah. far down to what I mean. Like, if you think about like the mainstream years of DFS, like the last couple of years, scoring has gone crazy. The last two years, it's been trending down. Now we're at a real trough in scoring. There's been uh, it's it's no Sunday has had more overs hit than unders. Every every Sunday so far, it's been more unders than overs. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, because there was like the the 2017, was that the team jam them in year where you just like, if you play 20, 2016, David, cash, David, like David, Johnson, Bell and Bell. David Johnson, right. Just play them both every week and you automatically win your 50 fifties. Um, that was fun. Um, and, then cash, and then like the next two years as scoring went nuts, it was like, Oh, cash is dead. I can't do that. like, this is, this is just is brutal. Um, but yeah, I think because there aren't a lot of, you know, we don't have $3,200 wide receivers to play that are okay. You know, and even the $4,400 ones, it's like, I don't know, like kind of trying to get 12 out of them. Like, I think you could play Foster Moreau and then have Travis Kelsey in your flex. Like, I think that's okay. Because Kelsey, I'd rather play Kelsey than Steph Diggs this week in a vacuum. The 70, his $7,800 versus um, Diggs 8,300. I suppose that makes it not in a vacuum. I just meant independent of ownership, uh, just taking into account price. I think Kelsey is probably better than Steph Diggs as a flex play. Yeah, yeah, he he probably is and correlates to a better game. Oh, uh, Greg Dulcich, thirty four hundred is also. I I I'm gonna be playing him. No one else will be. He'll be two percent owned, but yeah, he Kinnett had his second and third career touchdowns or whatever it is. Third, last week. third and third and fourth. Third and fourth. But yes, okay. Um, and yeah. he's still he's still cheap. Let's see who's our who is our oh the Arizona Cardinals the. Yeah, there's that's our that's our chalk defense of the week. So and the Steelers too, I think. Like they've gotten a few tags already. Anyway, well, actually, I'm wrong. If Case Keenum plays, the Vikings at 2200 are going to be jammed by oh, 2200. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be jammed by absolutely everyone. Uh, so I tried to play. A that makes me game. like Singletary even more. I think let's like I want to find out on this because that used to be like a Zach Moss game, right? You know where. If they're going to lean on the run, it's not necessarily leaning on Singletary, but I don't know if James Cook just has the old Zach Moss role. It doesn't seem like it. Yeah. I It's very it's very unclear. Yeah, I, I'm not But certain. some leverage off of, you know, 24% owned $2,200 Minnesota Vikings defense, I think is, is a smart thing to do. The Titans defense uh, at 3,200, I, I like a good bit. But yeah, Steelers, Steelers against New Orleans, they're 2,700. The Cardinals, but I mean, definitely, like I would just say, just don't play, just don't play the Vikings. The Vikings at twenty two hundred. I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna be this week's Bengals or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I mean, listen, do I like the Packers? No. Do I kind of like Lazard? Yes. Um, is Watson? You know, you're talking a little Watson. I've been. I'm. I'm a fan, so like you can talk me in there. It's a good game to stack. I like the Cowboys a, a bit, but Cowboys defense. It's very expensive. Um. But man, I don't know. I think that's a pretty good ceiling. They're 4K on DK. I'm sure they'll get played more on the other sites where the money doesn't matter as much and you can play a 5K or $20 defense. But on DraftKings, I would bet the Cowboys are like 2% or less. And, you know, Rodgers has been bad. Yes. Yes, bad. he has. He's you know, been. I mean, that, per- that performance is good. That performance, defense, he put, that performance he put on against the Lions, I mean – just an all an all timer. Uh, well, they I, moved the ball really well too, and they were had all these red zone ops. It was like the Lions bad in defense the as advertised, and then he just yeah made bonehead plays. If you want to play, if you want to play a one percent on defense, no, literally, I would I bet in the spy, not one person clicks on the Raiders defense or the the Colts defense with uh with this Jeff Saturday Jonathan Taylor injury Sam Ellinger. I not that not that I'm gonna click on them either, but just the idea of being the only person in like a two thousand person contest with that defense is 
kind of kind sure of funny. yeah Just give me whoever yeah. give me like put josh allen back in and give me the vikings defense if it's a one in two thousand odds you're giving me like yeah that's very high ev yeah um so might as well do it but yeah defense. all right uh favorite stack this week um for me it's it's mahomes hardman and kelsey assuming that hardman plays with this ab injury obviously mm-hmm I've got, I'm having a hard time with this actually. It's like either the Bears, because you get the Amon Ross St. Brown uh, bring back, that's a little bit cheaper, or the Tua, because like Amari Cooper, Tyreek Hill, and Jalen Waddle are the top three optimal probability wide receivers. Like, I think that's the one where it's just like, okay, probably Waddle, you know, just because it's very expensive otherwise, but Tua, Waddle, Amari Cooper is very nice. If Njoku comes back, you know, that's like a reasonable play in there too. That'll hurt yeah. Amari Cooper a little bit, but not a ton. Um, yeah, those are my two favorites, like independent of ownership, just because they've got the better bringbacks. But I also really like the Cowboys, just kind of with Ugg Green Bay. But, you know, I, I do like Lazard and you're talking me into some Watson. And then the Raiders themselves with Devontae Adams, Foster Moreau, that's, you know, I guess Matt Collins, that's all they got. I don't know. A, a bring back from the Colts is even uglier because an S Ellinger like sucks and will, you know, maybe slow the game down, but what you don't slow the game down that much when you're all three and outs, right? Like the Seahawks would play the fewest plays in a game. So everyone, you know, was like, don't play against the Seahawks because their pace is so slow. They got some few plays off because they just went three and out all the time. It wasn't necessarily if they, them going slow, you know, like if, Ellinger goes three and out and they take two minutes off the clock all the time. That's great for his opponent. So, um, you know, I think the Raiders actually have a reasonable ceiling. I don't think you need to force a bring back there though. Um, just because it's, it's, it's bad, but I mean, what are Deion Jackson, you know, like what's wrong with him? We didn't even bring him up at running back, but he well, looked very good think, in the Taylor role recently. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to play. He, oh, he practiced, okay. well, he, he, he practiced today. So I, I, I probably going to put him back in the projections. Uh, I'll probably wait to see what the practice report because you practice Wednesday. I'll wait to see what the practice report is today. I mean, it makes no sense for him to play, but you never, you never know. We'll we'll figure it yeah. out. You got um, a second favorite game to stack, or? Uh, pro. I mean, pro- honestly, probably Keenum. Probably Keenum with uh with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, or T.J. Hawkinson. Honestly. Okay. It's a little expensive for me just because I, you know, you want, like I was saying earlier, you really want Jefferson and Diggs. You probably can't play them both because then you're spending premium money to stack Case Keenum. And and you should like, just you, do, well just you should just do cousins. Miami. Yeah. Well, but, I was going to say you yeah, should just exactly. do Miami for that money instead. That's, that's where I'm going. I'm just saying, if yeah, if you're if you're into that game, you know, might yeah. as well do Kirk Cousins. It's a thousand dollars more or whatever. Not even right. Yeah. Uh, all right, dude, let's get out of here. Uh, everyone, thank you for, for listening. We will, uh, continue to provide these, these, uh, these updates via the daily road optimizer. We'll be, we'll be tweaking stuff. And then I'll be back with Mr. Rebar tomorrow to, uh, to pick some games. See y'all then. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom rack store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, free people and Madewell starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.